everybody. Welcome to the Good, the Bad, and the Nerdy Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Tom. With me again is Jeremy. Hello. We are uh, on our second of our Emilio Estevez Charlie Sheen marathon. This is, of course, from 1988. Regulators, mount up. Love it. it it's uh, Young Guns, one yeah. of the greatest now. Yeah, it's directed by Christopher Kane, starring Emilio, starring Charlie Sheen, starring. Uh, pretty cool. I mean, think of who else is in here. Kiefer Sutherland, Lou Diamond Phillips, and then surprise, like Jack Palance is in it. Uh, and uh, let's see, uh, who else? I've got the full list here. I mean, it's definitely one of those like, wow, I can't believe they all got uh, Dermot Maroney, Casey Semesco. There, that's your main group, and then Terrence Stamp is there. Uh, is Mr. Tunstall their employer? And then we got Terry O'Quinn in there also. It's like, wow, they got a lot of big people in this movie. Yeah, when you look at the movie poster, really, it's like all their names and then like Young Guns at the bottom. It's like just, I mean, they were billing all of them, not just yeah. like one or two of them. Yeah, and it's neat. The, the, the movie starts with like this old classic them in black and white introduction where they all basically all come out like guns shooting. It's it's definitely like they knew this was going to be a big thing. Cause you've got basically like some of the biggest star, like, you know, I guess young stars of like the late 80s all in this movie. And you couldn't hit a better time for a couple of these guys. Yeah, just, this is just Charlie Sheen and, and Emilio Estevez's wheelhouse, as well as Keith Sutherland, too. Yeah. I mean, big. Yeah, uh, people forget like Keith Sutherland, besides doing, you know, Jack Bauer, he did, he's done his fair share of cowboy movies. So this is a, this is a gr- early great one. And Lou Diamond Phillips was just coming off of La Bamba. You could not pick like a more perfect, like, uh, next movie for him to do. Chavez, Chavez. And maybe we, uh, when we get to the peyote sequence, that alone is something to talk about. Yeah, I love. That's one of the funniest like moments because when I was younger watching this for the first time, I really didn't get it. I just thought they were drunk or something. I didn't like. I mean, I kind of got it, but didn't. I didn't realize that they were really like tripping. Yeah, we, like, we were like you know kids when we saw this movie because it got played a lot. This was one movie everybody watched. Yeah, I don't know somebody that didn't watch this and has an opinion of it. I mean, I don't, and I haven't heard a bad opinion of it. Um, that's why it kind of confused me when I saw the ratings on it and Rotten Tomatoes and stuff like that. Something I, I looked into too, but there's one thing that should have been brought up. I think a lot of people were sick of this. This story, Billy the Kid stories have been told over and over and over again, or slightly changed over and over again. Like there's been like 10 other movies based on the Lincoln County War in some way or another. Sometimes it had Billy the Kid, sometimes it took the premise and threw them out. So I get why a lot of these older critics are like, I'm sick of this story. Yeah, but for people our age and especially, you know, kids probably, like, if we would have watched this when we were, like, high school, I bet we would have thought this was, like, super cool. Like, I mean, it's yeah. just, they, they did it in a real hip type way. Yeah. And it was like, you had the right, the cool, uh, Emilio really rock knocks out the park as uh, Billy the Kid. He's the perfect choice, really, for it. Even though he was probably a little bit too old for the part, he actually nails that kind of crazy, cocky attitude that he, he he's like, I don't care if anybody else dies, I'm going to win. Yeah, this is, I thought uh, every one of the actors, as well as them kind of being big names, I thought they killed their roles in this. I thought all of them did. Definitely, and yeah, you know, we're talking about Emilio Estevez. At this point, he's already done quite a few bit. I mean, so we're talking about Breakfast Club's '85, Animal Fire's '85, 
uh, we're at the point now where it just everything's starting to really click for him. Every movie he's in is getting a bigger and bigger hit. You know, occasionally he'll do, you know, he'll make a bomb like, like I said, like Wisdom, but then he'll make this movie and I, it really shoots him up to even bigger star. And Charlie, meanwhile, has just come off of literally. <laughs> got platoon and wall street two back-to-back upper stone mega hits that are huge cult followings so he's already a bigger star and of course he'd already done red dawn as well so i mean you can't get another like bigger huge rising star and same thing um as i said immediately uh lou don phillips had just done la bomba that was a big hit I remember watching love that La Bamba. video a bunch. They love La Bamba. Yeah, I love La Bamba growing up too. Like I didn't even realize I was that big of a fan. That movie actually got me into like even uh, Buddy Holly and like other things yeah. too. I mean that movie yeah. like opened up a bunch for me. Yeah, I mean a lot of that fifties rock really kind of had a nice revival in the eighties anyway. So it was, you know, that's why they started making all those like biopics back then too. So. Good timing for that. So, I think one thing we should talk about is this movie's very historically accurate, except for only like a few minor things they changed. Yep. Although Link. one, yeah. Go, go ahead. Yeah. So Billy, you know, pretty much everything like details like Billy the Kid that you know he was a little bit younger, but yeah, well read has you know, they get both of his aliases correct: William McCarty, Henry McCarty, or William Bonner. Yeah, he basically just joins up kind of on the fly with them. Now, the one thing, one of the biggest changes is John Tunstall, that's uh, uh, Terrence Stamp's character, he was only 24. So he's a lot younger guy. That's actually one that the, if they cast him by younger, they could have showed the, the another reason why there was such loyalty to Mr. Tunstall. He was their age, and he was this big, rich, successful guy. And the uh, ranchers hated him because he was this young English guy who's quickly making a lot of money, partially because he's standing up to them. Right. Yeah, you know, they do a really good job that he's not afraid. He's also not falling into any traps. He's smart, and they don't like that. That he's smart, he's rich, he's and he's making a lot of money, and they don't want him making money off in the same land as theirs. Yeah, and then Lawrence Murphy is his major. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Jack Palance. Was a legendary Western star. He he and Shane. His debut was in Shane, which is its own classic for what it was. Yeah, yeah he was the guy who was supposed to kill Shane. Shane, come back! God, I remember they made us watch that in middle school. I don't. Did they? Yeah. No. Well, I want to depend on who you had for. Uh, we read Shane and. English, so we watched it. So I can't remember which class it was. But I remember watching it in class. I had Miss Vigata. Okay. You had Williams. Yeah. Okay, that's there. There it was. <laughs> I think that was the difference. A lot of my friends had Williams. I had Miss Vigata though. Yeah. I, so, I yeah. forgot her name until just now. That was. <laughs> wow. Okay. Good. I remember. Yeah, so, but yeah. So uh, the point being is like these guys, and of course, you know, being uh, anybody the next year, of course, cares. Uh, I mean, Jack Powell's famously is in Batman. She's like, my number one guy. And that movie is still, to me, the best Batman, but I won't get into that argument with anybody. Yeah, yeah. But Batman movies are holding the discussion for this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to put uh, Batman and Robin to uh, death for good reason. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, uh, but anyway, so, uh, and of course, the other major, I would call, historical inaccuracy is uh, Charlie, because uh, Charlie Baudry, uh, Casey Semesco's character, they make him kind of a bit more of a 
buffoon he was in fact and he dies in this movie but in reality he lived and he was the one who uh, who uh, hung with uh, uh billy kid a lot longer and he's the one that actually is supposed to actually died in young guns 2 during the gunfight as opposed to doc right they switched that because when they made the movie they had no idea this would be a big hit nor they would they would make young guns 2 they but his his character in this one is just kind of almost like the little comedy relief type guy like you know exactly. there's always that one guy you know that's just kind of silly and, and you think Gertie Steve would be the comedy guy but he's so kind of dry that you, they had the place to put on the I, I did think Dirty Steve's character was hilarious, though. There was, a, yeah. he was, he was just a different type of funny. Yeah, I mean that's like your. I mean you cannot get a. I mean they call him Dirty Dirty Steve reason. You could not get a more better uh, uh, greasy. Just I mean, he's, a, he's a walking chewing tobacco ad. Yes, and his teeth are just yellow. I mean it's it's a perfect Dirty Steve. Yeah, it's the most realistic looking cowboy you'll get. Yeah, he really is. I mean, and it, yeah. it's and like I said, they did well with all the casting. I thought in this. Yeah, I mean, somehow, I mean, Doc, I mean, or, or, or Dick looks pretty uh, surly too. I give credit for Charlie Sheen for letting himself get a little more surlier and surlier. But you know, both Doc and Billy, they seem to take a lot of baths. They're really clean. Yeah, Doc. Doc generally tries to keep himself up yeah. in, in general. Yeah. In real life too so it would make sense he'd be like yeah i want to don't get too dirty i, I understand how cholera passes around right so, so yeah and, and going going back to this uh, to get back to the store real quick they're constantly feuding one of the things that also like messes everything up is billy starts to question dick's authority because he's the leader of the regulators yeah. And there was originally 30 regulators, but this movie only focuses on the ones that basically became outlaws. Right. So, and it makes sense in a way, and I got to give credit for Charles Sheen taking the smaller part, because Dick basically is kind of the, the uh, is a very lesser character overall, because after he gets killed, he's basically just forgotten. Yeah, and, I mean, it, it, the story, yeah, I mean, it's, and it happens a lot sooner than I thought it would yeah. as well. I mean, after pretty much after they have their peyote moment, that's when Dick gets killed. It's it's kind of a weird transition. Yeah, because but but they're still being basically bounty hunters, um, getting the bad guys. Right. And it's uh, what was the guy's name? The guy's oh, I'm forgetting the guy's name. In the in the, what was it? Buckshot Roberts is the one they. Yeah, Buckshot Roberts is the one that took down Dick. Yeah, and he himself was a notorious gunfighter, too. It's like that line, he should kill more people than smallpox. Yeah, this Buckshot Roberts. Yeah. I mean, that I, I love, that's one thing about this story is there's so many famous people were involved, and it's kind of surreal. Uh, just who all these guys you know, wind up facing. And when we get to Young Guns 2, when we talk about Arizona Dave, that's a whole... Oh, yeah. That's a whole other, like, man, his story's even more bizarre than, say, Billy the Kids. Uh, but the, it's so strange because we're dealing with, essentially, all these weird cave people running into each other. You know, they run into Pat Garrett multiple times. Now, that's historically inaccurate. Billy didn't keep bumping into Pat Garrett constantly. But there is some truth that they knew each other way before uh, in the past. So they're, they're, they're putting all these seeds hinting that Billy and uh, Pat are eventually going to have their famous feud. You, you still there? 
Jeremy, you hear me? Oh, yeah. I'm trying to read back because I started. Yeah, can you not hear me? Yeah, I hear Can you hear me? Cool. Yeah, we started getting can some you feedback, hear me? so I was worried I lost you for a second. No, um, and, and I'm here. I haven't I moved. One, they, they did a good job of showing this is all pretty rough terrain. They shot most of it in the same area where it was. They do, and it helps, you know, Western tourism. They try not to uh, modernize some of those areas. So they had plenty of good areas to shoot. Uh, and I think you get all these little nice details of the, the clothing. It's all very period specific. I like the fact that, you know, we get the details that, you know, Murphy's basically, he's got a sex slave. That was very common back rich guys. Yeah, which... Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah and... Yeah, are you talking about the Asian, the Doc's future wife, And the correct? thing is, that's another... Is it Su Lin? Sun Lin, yeah, okay. all this rivalry between all these two groups. And I, I think it's kind of messed up the idea that he basically bought this girl from China and made her, her uh, his concubine. But, you know, that's the, you know, that's the time period. That was you know, a common practice among rich guys. Even though slavery is outlawed, women's rights are still pretty poor. And it also helped stir the pot, like you were saying, of when... Um, basically Murphy's I guess you would say it his political um, his like his reach with his money and everything is what helped the them become as wanted the, as they were the by uh, was, it, it, yeah. was it was it the army was it federal because, it was um, I just know it was people uh, okay so part of the deal is with, um, right they actually get remember they get deputized they're not out they're not vigilantes they're actually deputized yeah McQueen gets them deputized to go arrest all the men for, uh, you know, he's managed to pull enough. At first, uh, right. Not get them mar- as uh, deputized to go arrest them all for the killing of John Tunstall. But uh, quickly, because you know, Murphy's got enough money, he's sending, he's bribing the governor. You know, that gets changed around. But immediately, Billy starts killing something. Instead of arresting, they're just, you know, killing, executing them all. It quickly, you know, their martial rights quickly get revoked. We're all Murphy's. Like because of some of the people they were killing were Murphy's people, right? Or were had ties. Like, well, he, yeah. They weren't arrested. They were lynching them. But that would have been the case. It's basically what would have happened anyway. But the fact they weren't formally arrested, they were just gunned down. Or in the case of Chavez's case, you know, Chavez just you know, throws so many knocks and and few of those guys. Right. Uh, you know, when the, when, That's why you know, I thought when his one character guy tries was so cool, man. Everything time, about the Chavez was awesome to me. Off. He's like, I ain't losing these knives. <laughs> he loves So, of course, we get the great moment uh, uh, where they all do peyote yeah. because uh, Chavez thinks it'll yeah. clear their uh, minds and their spirit. And I got to give them credit. It's definitely, you know, they, they could have gone two ways. They could have had the big, crazy, hallucinogenic uh, sequence. Instead, we see them, we see what they, uh, we see them as they're trippy versus what we're, what they're seeing. <laughs> Yeah, 
Yeah, which is awesome to me. But you have the Doc's character doing the whole thing, just analyzing his relationship. She's my butterfly. I'm her flower. I'm her flower. She's my butterfly. Like that was all hilarious. And then you got a. The one guy just throwing up. <laughs> Dick, Dick just kind of said, watch. <laughs> and then, of course, uh, Charlie uh, Dick I didn't think, yeah, take any of the peyote. Uh, dirty Steve is just randomly shooting stuff. <laughs> Stop! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's just walking around shooting in the air. He is hilarious in this. I'm, and Lou Diamond Phillips is, of course, just going to this... We're in the spirit world, asshole. Yeah. They can't see us. Yeah, it's one of the well, greatest lines. That, uh, and, and, is it Billy who's on it backwards and got like hay in his hat and everything? More paint on. Right, and 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 they're they're right. They're trying they're, to elude, so yeah. they're going to all these places. And one of the places they go is apparently like an Indian um, community, and. That's when Emilio was like, Chavez, yeah. why it's, it's such a, it's a perfect, like, moment. We're in the like, spirit I world. I love this. just great I scene. Like the idea, great moment. Probably yeah, it, Chavez, I suspect, if he got it, I can see him just offering it, giving him something. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. But they're yeah, pretty it, willing it, to try it. You can tell, like, Billy's up for anything. That's one of the things they do. They do a good job. Billy will try anything if it sounds fun. No, that's what Dick's issue is. He's actually afraid of a lot of stuff, which I think part of the reason why he winds up getting killed because he's also yeah, it's not scared to follow a safer route of doing things. Doc, meanwhile, quickly agrees with Billy on pretty much everything. Just when they figure out that they got a traitor among them, he's like, "Yeah, he was. He wasn't back right. right." Yeah, McClough is clear. He was was a spy, so that, it, yeah. it makes sense that he was a spy. That's kind of where the story turns. Yeah, he just shows up. He'd just been fired, and then wow, the tonsil gets killed a few days later. So Newest guy in the clear group. He was keeping up. He, he was making sure or maybe sending word out to them what, what the plan was, how to get him. Uh, and of course, eventually, you know, things get a little more crazier. You know, the, you know, the, uh, the hunt for them gets right. a little more insane. And eventually, we get to the big sh- uh, shootout at the end. Billy takes shots, we gotta give credit. Yeah, they, yeah they which is do get wounded actually a pretty good like shootout. They, these guys aren't like Doc I think Holiday it, or um, uh, Wyatt Earp like bulletproof. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, Billy shot twice. Right. Yeah, I mean, and Charlie's the one Doc who, is uh, shot. Doc is trying like, to injured sure quite bad. Like, as I said, that happened actually in the later on against Pat Garrett. So it's interesting how they take all these kind of twists a little bit. And I like how you know we get the then we get the Gatlin gun. Oh, I mean, yeah, that that was my first introduction to the Gatlin gun when I was a kid and saw this for the first time. Yeah, I mean, I knew about machine guns and everything like that, but not like yeah, the, the first very, like you know, automatic weapon type of thing. Because when they unleashed that, you were just like, "Oh hell!" Custard refused to carry. He thought it was annoying to haul around, which is why he did not have it. The battle. Of the <laughs> 
So, uh, so a lot of after that, everyone's like, let's take the Gatling gun with this weapon. So when they get a chance to use it, they right. use it because of the amount of damage it can do. When properly, uh, when you get the ability to fire it at the right range. Yeah, yeah, Chavez, they constantly point out just how right. perfect he is and, uh, everything. Yeah. Chavez it's is kind of the hero. Right. Yeah. yeah, that would be good. Almost like one of the Star Wars, like the Solo movie and stuff like yeah. that. Just have a, a Chavez yeah, yeah. movie. And, and in the end, um, he comes riding in with horses yeah, to try to save all the regulators. And the rest of the gang. And, of course, the military finally starts arresting everybody else. Like, okay, the money's gone. Let's arrest these guys, which is basically what happened. Uh, you know, we get the uh, big, uh, you know, the, the little montage at the end of right. Doc kind of narrates and explains what's happened. So, you know, Doc takes Yin Sun. They moved to, uh, they moved to New York to get married. Uh, you know, Billy, uh, Billy goes out into his own, like, you know, quest, uh, his own outlaw life with it. And then, yeah, they say, you know, he gets killed by Pat Garrett. Um, as I say, he's buried next to Charlie, Charlie at Fort uh, Sumner, which that you know, happens. But they also make the interesting point that someone left a message on uh, on their graves. Yeah, how? Then you wonder, like, oh, is that supposed to mean Billy's alive? That, and of course, that's for that's that's. Pals. I think they were hoping either play the myth up or maybe they could get a sequel. But right. in fact, they told the whole story. And the end is kind of crazy. They would do that. So I I take the vague that. They didn't think they would have a Young Guns 2 until it did so well at the box office. You know, for again, 41% of the Rotten Tomatoes is very strange. But I think once it, it's just the timing of it. Too many, you know, like Westerns were not popular in 1988. Oh, I know. Yeah, and a lot of people, I know a lot of people, but like if it's a Western, they just won't watch it. Like, nah. like that's the thing also, like Western. Yeah, I know like a lot of people that are like they that. They don't like revisionist westerns. Yeah, but see, all, all the westerns I grew up, and this is what I was saying, I think, before we started, is it was like my granddad was watching. It was Bonanza. You know, it was it was stuff like this. So I had the, the thought that, you know, this movie isn't going to be that great, but the way that they did it and how different it was, for me, at that young of age, I was like, "Oh, I'm into westerns now," and I actually that's, started that's watching part, more like, uh, after this and, and like looking at them in a different, you know, light type of way. Little House of Prairie. All these shows were on, and uh, honestly, not we didn't care for them as much because we'd rather watch Knight Rider or, or Airwolf or something. You know, they were some cooler shows on television for us to watch. So westerns didn't have that appeal that much. Except, you know, so occasionally we saw if, if a John Wayne movie came on, you know, we'd switch it, you know. That, that was just the nature of it. We'd rather watch uh, Hulk Hogan. Yeah. And that's that's the problem was, like, Westerns had really, really fallen out of favor. Aside from yeah, occasionally anything, really good really. Western, you didn't have a good Western around this time. So this, ha- I think this was had the perfect timing that it was a, you know, a, it was the pet, it was Billy Kid's story again, but this time we got some younger people. It's a little more hipper. Uh, the movie's got some good violence, but not like over the top crazy. Although it gets it toward the end, you know. The Gatling gun, which actually happened in. Oh, yeah, I was gonna. It's not wild bunch rule, but it's close. 
the wild bunch. Yeah, the the end of it actually is brutal. It's a pretty brutal like, little scene at the end. <laughs> this is up there though, and I I think something that should be pointed out is just, just the fact right. that they were they tried to be historically accurate and sometimes be bad for a, mo- a western movie, but it, I think it works for this one because they the story is so crazily awesome. That's why the story constantly got told. Why they had to keep changing over the years. We're like, well, people have already heard the story. We need to change up a little. In this case, we're like, well, the audience really doesn't care about the other Western, so let's try it the, the, a more uh, strict by the books way. Yeah, this, this, this movie, to me, really, the best way for me to put it is there's so much going on with it between the war, between Doc and his girlfriend, between like between them arguing amongst themselves, um, the the spy that's in the group. There's so much going on, and all of it's just put together really well to me. I mean, I just think it's all yeah, put this, together this well, is, and I, mean, I think the whole movie is, I, I, definitely I wanna, is going to be. Are we nerdy we calling this one good? Are we? Because Young Guns Two is the nerdy one. There's so much more to talk about. When we get that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there is because it, it might oh, be considered great. nerdy it's just simply because of how much whole, I don't know like about a, you, but how much I nerded out over the soundtrack for that alone. But all this so. weird of like 1990 discussion that we'll get to discuss when that one comes. When we get to that one because it's oh, I, Young Guns Two has a very specific devout. Uh, devout uh, fan base more than Young Gun, which is kind of interesting to say that. So. Yeah, it is, and it, again, it, we'll bring this up when we watch the sec or discuss the second one. But is it a case where the sequel is better than the original? It is up to the viewer, but I can see a lot of people saying two is better than one in this. Yeah. I personally once again there's say certain that, things, and but it's I say a that director for young not guns very strongly. So there's and it's a little different attitudes when we get to young guns too. So the, now it should be pointed the guy who directed this movie not not the best track record when it came to other films. Like did you look what all he made after this? I did. What's funny is when I was going through it, I was yes. like, don't know that, don't know that. Pure country. I know that. That wasn't good. And then I saw the next Karate Kid. Yeah. Um, okay. so, uh, the know, next Karate Kid. Um, gone Fishing. That uh, summer uh, I took a job at the local movie theater. So yeah, I was at Foothill. And uh, so I just see a lot of movies free just because I hate if you need a break to go sit and see a movie. So I saw Gone Fishing, and we did a preview midnight for all the employees, and Gone Fishing was so bad, I never, I never want to go back in that theater again. Um, I almost did. Did, have you ever walked actually, out of a movie? I, I just side note, of, like all the way, like it, out of it. It was the case of it was such a packed theater because I went to the preview screen that my seat was in the very back of the theater uh, up on screen and my neck was killing me just kind of like because that movie you, you have to constantly move your head just to keep track of what's going on and I was like there's one I can't watch this anymore I need to stop so I gave up on that and since it was a free preview I went to uh, I didn't feel bad about that I, that's not the only one I've ever walked out on you know when it came to yeah. rental movies yeah there's plenty I've turned off like you know, 
No, ne- I've never done a gone and paid and walked out. I'll, oh, I've yeah, but I'm talking like gone and terrible paid ones and walked out. out. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, but because I, I was. Go ahead. You're good. You're going to laugh when I tell you there's two that I've ever walked out on. The original, um, I think it was about 97, 98. I, I don't remember, Thomas. Maybe even 96. The original Power Rangers movie. I remember. I remember you. I walked out. At, first of all, yes, I did pay to go see it because I kind of got into it because it was kind of corny to me. You're making fun of it by I was in it, and we went to that movie, and there was a scene where there was like just, I think it was like a triceratops, but it was only like the fossils of it, and they were in oh, a yeah. tree, and I went to that movie with a couple friends of ours that you know, I think I went with uh, Wally, Chris, and uh, like Vince, and and we like looked at each other and said, if he drops out of that tree and lands on it and says, ride him cowboy, we're walking out, and on cue, he drops out of the tree, lands yeah. on it, and goes, woohoo, ride him cowboy, and we just kept... We just kind of looked at each other and went, all right, that's it. And then we walked out. In the, the other movie, you're going to be like, really? But I did. I walked out of the movie Class Act with Kid and Play. Hey, Do you remember? I, that, uh, I got another call come through. So I did I lose you? Re- I lost you on Kid and Play. Are you there? Uh, yes. I remember I, I, that one I saw... Uh, that um, the, the movie Class Act with Kid and Play. No, no, it's, not, it's still House Party 2. Yeah, went to the movies and saw it, and I was just like, this is no house party. I'm out of here. No, I mean, but those are the only... I just think it's funny when I think about my entire life, some of the bad movies that you I've know, seen. That I thought about I, walking I out of... Uh, and like don't get mad at me for this because some people like it. The Scorpion King with The Rock? Sometimes you can just tell what's worth waiting for you. And I've only watched it once because I just couldn't get into it. And that's, you know, like, it's not terrible, but it's also like I don't care to watch it again. I was working near Kingston Pike and uh, I had like a break. And my friends were still at work, and I went to see the matinee, and I almost was just like not worth it and left. But I just sat through it. Anyway, we I, we digress. Yeah, Sorry, well, we, not when you Thomas was talking about trust me, you working in the movie, the movie theater, and I was always jealous of anybody that worked at the movie theater. Huh? Jungle, full of kids. <laughs> jungle, fun movie, not the clean up the popcorn. Oh God, I could only imagine the the stick. No. It, Trust me, it's sticky for other reasons. Oh, well, I mean, and every drink spills yeah. <laughs> just um, the sticky floors itself. Yeah, not that kind of sticky. We're talking like your kids in the bathroom. Oh, hi-oh. No, no, no. no. <laughs> we weren't, they weren't that fr- uh, freaky at Hills. I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. On, on a Sunday matinee. Anyway, uh, I think that's all we Just getting weird on a Sunday matinee. You haven't seen it, give it a shot. It, I will admit, like I said, it's not like your traditional Western because they try to be accurate in a lot of ways. And the, the inaccuracies are there, but you know what? They don't really affect the movie one way or the other. That's the beauty part of that. 
And I still think the comedy holds up in it. The acting in it is very good. The cinematography yeah, and, and, and like I said, the, the overall scenery, the way it's shot, I think is done well. So there's a lot of good things going for this movie. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So, you know, no comments on you know, your experience if you have any. Yeah, agreed. Experience we can definitely agree on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not us. None on peyote, so I can't have any. <laughs> None on peyote. That is well, something yeah, I think from I think from Young Guns. It like, never really made me want to do peyote, it, to be honest. With you. <laughs> All right, uh, I guess we'll uh, call it in. Uh, any final words, Jeremy? <laughs> No, I'm just excited. Next week, Young Guns 2, um, when we're talking about this, everybody, like uh, Tom's going to tell you here in a minute, hit us up on the Facebook and the Twitter. Let us know what you think. Different, better, Young Guns 1, Young Guns 2. Which one? But see, that's what I, I think. Are they just doing it for the soundtrack? Because, <laughs> because they all know the song. They all love it. That was a great one, man. Yeah. Bye, everyone. I was like, yeah, I think so too.